Yo, welcome to Spark. It's Tone and Colin. Colin and Tone on a Sunday evening. Just checking in on you guys. Wanted to um, start today's podcast off with something different. The the way that um, we've been getting a lot of questions and messages and we wanted to respond to all of them. And I feel like putting them at the end of the show was we were kind of... Not Russian, but we we weren't able to, like, get into the amount of depth the tone wanted to get into. So, um, today we're going to start with, uh, first, hey, what's up, Tone? Hey, what's Jeez. up, everybody? Welcome back. He's Hope rec- everybody had a good week. He's reclined right now, so we need to get energy out of this guy. Um, the reclined first... resting. <laughs> the first... The first question comes from uh, Amy. And she says, uh, you talk a lot about the healing and the steps you've taken. Have you ever gotten tired? What do you do in your downtime, fun, or rest when you need it? Well, that's like a two-parter. But the first part is, have you ever gotten tired? And what I assume she means is, and if I'm wrong, Amy, let me know. Um, I assume she means like just the constant... Even if you're mentally in a good place, but just the constant fight, the constant struggle, the constant preparation, does that get tiring? And do you even think that that's what she means? Am I misinterpreting that? Not, that's probably what she means would be my guess. Um, yeah, I mean, as time goes, it does get easier, so it's not as exhausting. But I remember like my darkest times like there was times that like you know I had to I had to go to work I still had you know kids stuff going on um still have bills you have mortgages so it's not like you could just stop and say oh I'm just gonna heal like I get that trust me like I had everything everybody else has going on trying to heal so there'd be days that I some days I'd get home from work and I would just that'd be it like I was just checked out just from making it through the day at work and you know I would lay down on the couch maybe for an hour an hour or two if I could and just sleep um some other times if you have other things you just have to almost it's like okay well I don't have time because I have kids in a birthday party say I uh you can't just stop and write in a journal during that you can't just stop and prep yourself in any way shape or form I mean you're in the middle of life and that's when you just like that's the decision and the spark. You just have to keep going and get through those moments or those hours until you can get somewhere and actually. So you're saying that like you are wearing down, like it, it is. You'll feel that, like you'll feel even if you're mentally in a good place, you're still like feel like. I think mentally, even if you're in a good place, or you're not, it can still, drama, get tiring, still get tiring. Right? Yeah, I mean, think about yours, like life, family, work, just all that wears you down. It's the same thing. I mean, it's definitely the same thing with everybody is that you do have to take time yourself to, I don't know, take a nap or whatever you do to unwind, I guess. Well, that's the second part of the question. What did you do to unwind healthy ways of unwinding and getting away from it for a little bit? When I was at my darkest points, I didn't do anything. I knew there was no, there was no time to take out timeouts to go do whatever I wanted and uh it's when I had my free time when I didn't have to be at work or I didn't have 
anything with the kids going on or any sports or school or anything like that like that my downtime was to continue to heal at that point so i made it a point because i knew the more i worked at it and the harder i worked at it from what i understood through therapy is that the quicker i could start to take control of my life back so so I you had you do, did the no timeouts no and i did take like i would take a nap or something like i said but there was no but like you never took a break from your recovery you never took a couple hours away to go play or watch I mean, anime like, no or, like, <laughs> like to me going to the gym was a break though so, I mean, in a sense, like, did I take a break? Yes, but it was also helping my mental health. But to me, like, going to gyms, what I love to do. So, I guess, in a way, that could be a break. Um, what do you do for fun, dude? Now? now? Yeah. But during that dark time, I was just, I needed to get back to having fun so and you, living life. So, during the darkest part of all this, you just focused on recovery. You really didn't take a mental break away. It sucked. It was it was stressful. Oh, yeah. It was it weighed on you, but you're like, fuck it, I'm just gonna I gotta go. Okay. Because I didn't wanna do anything. I didn't wanna go places. I didn't wanna be around people. I didn't wanna do anything more than I had to, so let's just put in this work. Let's put the work in. Like going somewhere was like forced to go and then I had anxiety when I got there and there was people around, so like it just got to the point and I thought like this is just not even helping at all. It's just adding more stress to my life. So for me personally, going out and hanging out with friends and family and doing all kinds of different cookouts and picnics and whatever you do, like just added so much anxiety and stress to me that it wasn't worth going to at that time because I knew if I could continue to heal, I would get back to where I used to be before my shooting and that's that was my goal, get back to that. So I wanted to go out and have fun and be around friends and family and things like that. So at that time in the darkness, like, you know, I take breaks like here and there to get a nap or like just let my head shut off for a little bit because it never stopped. But as far as saying, well, I'm just going to take a week off from doing anything, like that was really not an option at that time. I felt better doing the reading, I felt better going to therapy. That's when I felt my best is when I was doing that stuff also. So like now, though, you know, you're in a different place, obviously, but you still get tired, wouldn't you say? I mean, I know I get tired. <clears throat> Yeah. Not physically tired. I'm physically tired a lot too. But even just the mental, the monotony of doing the same thing day in and day out, it does get tiring. And what do you do to unwind? <clears throat> I don't want to say it gets tiring now because I, every time I feel a little bit of extra stress or I feel tired, I remind myself where I was and I don't have that feeling anymore. I don't have that overwhelming non-stop darkness of, you know, negative thoughts and the suicidal thoughts things like that so i remind myself that yeah i might be a little bit tired but like i'm not there anymore and i'm thankful for that so i i do avoid long-term darkness at this point but uh i do enjoy going out now like i do all kind of you know i mean still the gym's one of my biggest things i go to cookouts anything go to cookouts fishing fishing's fun Going for bike rides or for jogs out, and just being around people, like you know this just area, being you know how social. we are, like mm-hmm. socially, like cookouts all summer, picnics, um, you know, go to go to the pool on the weekends, take the kids to this stuff, and you know, just do basic fun stuff. I mean, get the kids with other kids to let them play and hang out, and and I can actually be there and enjoy it and like socialize when I'm there, and not stressed out and yeah. not having the anxiety I once did. So. It is enjoyable now. 
Well, for me, I know, you know, obviously I wasn't <clears throat> I wasn't struggling with any trauma or anything like that, but um when I get just worn down overall, you know, when it when it gets to the point where I'm just like tired of the same routine and you know, all that stuff, I do I try to get outside. For me, it is like you know, me and our buddy were fishing and we're in western Pennsylvania. It's like what fifteen degrees out. Yeah. I was in the creek down the road, chest deep in fishing in the water. I was out there at seven in the morning. It just kind of recharges you. Xbox, of course. That I do that. Um, the gym, just things to kind of like family functions. Even family functions, you're kind of for me yeah, at least. You're kind of still engaged, like. I'm talking about disconnecting just and I think that's what she means like what do you do to just take your mind off of everything and kind of reset and it's just getting together with people like you said well for you that's it yeah for me it's like getting away like getting getting long drives even where you just listen to music or listen to podcasts or um, you know obviously I play hours of Call of Duty (laughs) um that's what I do to what's this you getting the second one ready um that's the kind of stuff that I think you have to do like something that totally takes your attention away and each person would be different obviously yeah just two of us right here have two different looks at it and um but yeah honestly I think that um just to wrap that portion up is that you're gonna get tired for sure especially the darker you are at that time the harder it gets and that's when you take your downtime. Like, what do we always say? It's not, you're not quitting, you're just resting. Well, it sounds like in your experience, though, you never really took that. You just, you were so yeah. focused on But there was times that recovery. I would just have to lay on the chair, couch, and just stare at the ceiling or try to fall asleep because I was so exhausted from not sleeping. Yeah. So there were times that, you know, an hour or two of that, and usually I'd, that would help a lot of times. Either I'd wake up or I would just finally, like, have to do something after an hour or two because I'm like, okay, well, this isn't helping anymore and I'm not getting any more. I'm not feeling any better after laying here for two hours. Sometimes it was just find something. And a lot of times it would go do a workout or something. Or You like painting, too. Like, painting shit. Like, painting rooms. and Yeah, I did do a lot of stuff at, the, at my house also. Yeah, I like that, too. We were pressure washing yeah. over there and... <laughs> Pressure washing it, especially in the summer. It's nice because you can get outside and cut the grass and just have some fresh air. And I love pressure washing, by the way. It's my favorite thing ever. And even in the winter, I did a painted the whole inside of the house and fixed yeah. up the basement and got new floors. You got into hanging decorations for holidays. Yeah, that was one thing I did, and the, the kids seemed to enjoy that too. But yeah, I mean, just finding things to keep your mind off of that stuff sometimes is your way of getting a rest. Like you said, like you know, you set up a nice big graveyard. During Halloween, that adds a couple hours of just you're away from everything. And you're just worried about that, mm-hmm. you know. You're just worried, and that's for me when I'm either when I'm fishing or sitting in a you know hunting or sitting in a tree stand or whatever it is. Like you're just in that moment. Like I don't care about anything at that point. I'm just here fishing, and I don't I don't think fishing and hunting's for everybody, especially. You know, if that if that doesn't interest you, but just being outside in general, I think, and getting in nature for me at least, is a way to like kind of disconnect. My wife takes the kids for, um, all those like hiking trails and stuff like that. Even that, 
you know, I was doing, even though there was kids there and you have to worry about them doing crazy shit, like climbing things they shouldn't climb. <laughs> it still was a, uh, kind of like a way, Mike, I didn't have any cell phone service. Yeah, disconnect. Yeah, it was just. And that's one of the biggest things, is finding a way to disconnect sometimes. It doesn't matter if it's painting your bathroom or if it's putting new floors in or if it's going for a walk or fishing or hiking or going for a workout, like. Music, music's legit too. Yeah, music's a great way too. Or you know, sitting in your chair sometimes, literally for an hour doing nothing, not even have the TV on like that. Sometimes this can recharge you a little bit because you're just sitting there. Yeah. Granted, a lot of times you're just like thinking about a lot of things. So, I mean, that's gonna happen. But just sitting in the chair and putting you know your headphones in and listening to music, you don't do anything. Just sit there and listen to music, or sit on your porch depending on what time of the year it is or. I actually ordered a record. I actually ordered a record player, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> and like that's another thing I did probably subconsciously because like you have to get into this. This is a whole world I found out. This record oh, player yeah. world. There's like record sure stores, and you have to like go there and physically buy it and like leaf through mm. the hundreds and hundreds of albums. I guess they're called, and just it's like a whole thing. I mean, there's lots of different hobbies. I mean. You know, hobby like the cigars or something. We were talking about that. I mean, the cigars now and bourbon. You know, I'm into both of those now. So, but the and but that's not very healthy. But it was. It's another thing that like there's a whole world involved, like a bourbon world that I didn't know about. Like I'm in a bourbon group for Christ's sake. Yeah, I mean it's with cigars. You can find a dude that works for you. Obviously, when I say and drink off. Fifth of bourbon by any means. You're talking a group. And a yeah, no, we're not even getting hammered. No, now. yeah, you're you're drinking. A, like I'm literally tasting it tasting. now. Yeah, I'm not. It's like a wine group. Like now, obviously, we're not saying this would work for everybody. No, especially if you have you some know, like sort me, of me. I don't issue. do it anymore. Yeah, because I know better. I know that's not my thing, and it's not good for me. And if it's not good for you. Then that's not something to look at. But yeah, especially if you're things. depressed, I don't feel like you should be pounding. No, but Alcohol. you're looking at social groups and you've made friends and socialized over it and made it into a hobby that's different. Yeah, literally it. talking about the smokiness and the, yeah. oh, I could so taste you can, There's all kinds of hobbies. I mean, looking for running groups. There's running groups in the county. I found that, yeah. There's there. running there's groups, there's biking groups. There's a lot of religious groups that meet and they have like different, they sit around and they talk and yeah. they're like... There's a lot, I mean, like I've if you join been, a church, yeah. Yeah, join a church. There's all kinds of stuff. Find, and it's all about finding something to disconnect from your day-to-day grind. Basically. Actually, now I think about it, like when the last, I haven't been there recently, which I probably should, my mom would be mad, but when I'm at church, it's, uh, yeah. you don't really you're, you're, think you're about. Saying, you're thinking about what they're talking about, and a lot of the different sermons are, can usually relate to what's going on in your life or has gone on in your life. So not a great, I mean, they, these are groups that you go to and you I socialize watched. and it's it just a disconnect yeah. from your everyday. Go to work, worry about the kids, worry about your past trauma, like find something that works to help disconnect you from everything. Yeah, like even, yeah, even in my church, which is like a cathedral, just like the stained glass windows and how beautiful it is in there and all the, all yeah, I'm just now checking that out. And that helps with also taking your mind off of stuff. So hopefully um, that was what you would yeah. Hopefully it'll be to, Amy. yeah, Amy. Hopefully, if it's not, message tone and go hard on them. <laughs> I felt like that was kind of what we were talking about. 
Yeah, I, I just truly think you have to disconnect from yeah. anything. And if I'm right about Amy, she works out a lot too, so she's probably and you're working out even though we love it. Um, still a disconnect. From you me. still gotta get yeah. You still gotta disconnect because then you get caught up in that because then that's like another whole world where you're yeah. trying to beat yourself and you're trying to that could get tiring also. So yeah. the next question is from Terry. And she says, good morning, Tone. Um, I know we learn coping skills and trauma, but we learn that that never really goes away. But do you feel it's necessary to forgive somebody? So I'm assuming she means the focus of the trauma is what it is. That would be... Oh, look, he's here. Look who G- walks in. Jiu-Jitsu Jake, right in time. Come on down. You guys deep in here? Right? Yeah, we're we're recording, dude. Nice to see you. How deep are you? Uh, like 20 minutes, I think. Time it's enough nice for you to get involved. Guest. Yeah. We were just talking. Um, somebody asked Tone a question. Do you think it's important to... We know that trauma never really goes away. But do you think it's important to forgive someone? Now, I'm assuming she means the the focus of the trauma. If a person is responsible for your trauma, do you think it's important to forgive that person? I mean, yeah, you you have to find a way to, I, would, I think. Because if, if you can't find a way to look... I don't know how to put this. Let me think here. To... If if you're gonna hold hate with them, then you're taking away the whole pe- part of healing. So obviously, I'm not saying that you're ever gonna be best friends with this person or like them or love them, but if you can find a way to get past the emotions of hate towards them and at least just recognize that, you know, find something positive that came out of this, like my shooting. Like obviously, I don't like the guy and never would care to be friends with him, but I can't sit here and hate him forever because. Once you start hating people, you're building up hate and how are you getting rid of the negativity and everything and healing? How do you heal if you don't somehow... I also think you have a little bit of closure because he's dead, though. What if this is a sexual... A person that was sexually done something to you, whether it's molesting or assault? What do you think, Jiu-Jitsu, Jake? It's big. You know, it's... It ends the one chapter and moves on to the next, but if you keep that hatred in your heart, I don't think you'll ever truly move on you know you're always going to harbor the ill will and then make sure that if you do have closure you're doing it for the right reason so what do you think closure looks like in that kind of a situation though uh what you're talking about i'm talking about sexual assault i think a lot of people or abuse physical abuse i think that that would be when you have an actual person as the focus of your trauma no i don't know enough about this but i feel if you would bring it to light and that person would be in trouble and they would maybe get convicted of a crime and you know that there is closure in that situation and maybe you could look and say okay I forgive you and I'm going to move on and you can't stop me now yeah so you think by not forgiving them they have a little bit of power over you still even though the, the, the situation's technically over I would think they would have to what do you so think so I'm going to chime in on an aspect that I know and I won't go into too much detail on this, but I've heard a speech once after 
somebody got in trouble for everything, and that person basically said that, that you were no longer going to control me. You were not going to hold me back. You're not going to have the satisfaction of thinking you've destroyed me. And in that sense, I looked at it as that, that person was in some way giving some kind of forgiveness because they were going to move forward and they were going to thrive and succeed. And that person was not going to hold them back anymore. Even though that person was no longer around, he was not going to be around ever again. But they were unwilling to let that person have control of their life any longer. Well, I think that's what the Me Too movement was, right? Um, that's why people were coming out and trying to face their fears and face their predators in a lot of instances. And I think that's what they were doing. I, for one, don't know if that's important. No, I've never dealt with any kind of trauma. I don't think I could forgive you have to. Oh, I think you have someone. To. I don't even know if forgiveness is the right word. It's just a way of you accepting that you're no longer going to control me. You're no longer going. Well, maybe to forgiveness put me down. is a different word. Yeah. You're not going to control my life. Like I have my own life. You're no longer going to stop me from being who I want to be. I mean, I would absolutely hate the person that shot me. But then, how, tell you then how do I heal from that if I never, if I just... So you don't think there's a way, forever? you don't think there's a way to heal without that aspect of it all? I don't think so. Hate is a powerful emotion. Yeah. He shot me. It's probably the power, most powerful yeah. emotion because once you have the hate, it leads to so much negativity. But this isn't like a fucking, we got a fender bender. He I shot understand. me. But, yeah, but at the, yeah, at the same time, hate makes people kill other people, right? I mean, that, that, there's not a slowly kill yourself inside and you can hurt other people and once you start with hate it turns to hate will take over your whole entire life and next thing you know you're hating people you shouldn't hate you're negative all the time and I've been there that's why I'm saying like if I would have stayed in that path I was the most negative person ever for so long that I went to some of the greatest places with somebody that I was dating at the time and I was miserable and those experiences were ruined forever those experiences um you start getting because you were just negative work. in general. You were just, just negative, negative in general. You think hate affects that? Absolutely. Your overall mood? I absolutely. Think you can't compartmentalize hate. Like no. you can't straight you can have for hate for bit. somebody. I think for a little bit you can, but how do you just sit there? I, in my experience, hate will start to take care of your whole entire life. It consumes you. I mean, that's even like a bully. You know, if you bully someone enough, I feel like that person they can't they can't just say, "Oh, I hate." this guy right here, they start to act out and they're aggressive towards their parents and their friends. And yeah, that has been so much trauma given to them that they might forgive their bully eventually down the road. Cause they realize the kid might come up from a bad home life or whatever. But yeah, at the time there's no compartmentalization. Well, we're, we're, in, we're in Pennsylvania and we know the biggest thing in Pennsylvania was the Penn state thing. So you're 12 years old, Jiu-Jitsu Jake. You go to a football camp, which we all would have went. Like, not that specific camp because it was for, like, underprivileged. Like, they were kind of... I don't bang with Penn State anyway. Me neither. Keep it going. But, like, yeah. I hate... Yeah. But let's say it's Miami or whatever. You... It's a job... We all played football. We all played sports. Uh, the defensive coordinator from a Division One school comes and gets you at 10 or 11 years old. Now, we were... In the same age bracket as these kids. This is early 90s. You would have went to this because no one would have thought anything. No. Football coaches to us were the coaches in general. 
at that time were super safe. Now you, I, I don't think our parents who were ca- parents or careful parents would have thought twice about sending us to a Penn State football clinic. Who would? I mean, now we do because it's, uh, it is what it is. But before we wanted to think that. I mean, we leave our kids with coaches all the time. There's coaches. You're a coach. You were a coach. I coached. You know, Mm -hmm. coaches are trustworthy. All right. So you're ten, eleven, twelve years old. You go there. You're brutally sexually assaulted slash raped. And let's say you're one of them kids that you told eight years away instead of seven years and. The statute of limitations are over. Nothing happens to the person legally that did that to you. So you're walking the same streets as the fellow that did this, and you have no legal recourse against him. So in that aspect of it, you don't have any closure because nothing happened to him. And you may have to see this gentleman if you live in the same town on a regular basis. How could you not... Or maybe forgive is the wrong word. Maybe forgive is a general basic word. But how do you become okay with that? How do you let that go? Especially on that high of a level where that dude could be on TV again. Or you might turn on ESPN and see his face. He was for years. Exactly. All those kids had to live with that. Now luckily he went to fucking prison. Yeah. And hopefully he's... Whatever's happened to him is happening to him there. But how do you... How do you tell... One of those guys. Now, chances are, they're they're not in the right place mentally. It could or could not have affected future relationships. It could have made them question their sexuality and stuff like that. Turn their lives pretty much upside down. And the focus point of this is this guy who maybe nothing happened to. I mean, I think you have a, a future podcast guest. They could talk more about this. Oh, obviously, type yeah. Of now we don't you know, know somebody yeah. that had to deal with that. I mean, speculation on this. We're is speculating. Heavy. That's a heavy hammer. To but say. like, how could you tell? Say we're 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 not. We're we're just us, and we're the people that don't know. We weren't there, and this is a friend of ours. But what do you say to somebody like that? How do you tell them not to hate and let it go? Now you're saying it will consume. Tone is saying that if you don't, it will consume your life. Right? You'll just become overall negative. And we never truly ever have a chance of healing at all from that. I just think there's a direct correlation with healing from trauma and finding a way to, again, I don't want to use forgiveness, but I don't know what word to use there, but finding a way to look past what they did. I don't even know what word to use there, to be quite honest with you. I don't you. know either. And this it's not is, forgiveness. We're obviously going to ask that guest that comes on, and, I'm, and when we meet with the psychiatrist, I'm going to ask her too, because I think that, you know, that, especially on that, now that's an extreme no, example. that's what we want to talk about. I mean, that example, example is not only you going to look away past him. You have to, I would think there was a lot of times that I felt guilt for things that I didn't really have control over, so... You also have to find a way to forgive yourself in a way, too. Because you will start to question yourself at times, too. Like, well, why did I put myself in that situation? Why did I get somebody else hurt? Do you think forgiving yourself is harder than forgiving the person that did? Yeah, because for a while there, it was like, well, if I didn't go on this call and get shot, then, you know, my partner wouldn't have been shot. And things wouldn't have happened in his life if I wouldn't have made one different decision. But... One of the big things in therapy was you can only, you did the right thing, 
you did what was expected of you, and then anything after that was not something you made other people do. You didn't make things in other people's lives happen. That was something they did. So you had to start focusing strictly on what you were trying to heal from instead of trying to put the blame on yourself. And I did. I put the blame on myself a lot about my unit. and Because you could have, like, handled it differently, you might have thought, or hindsight's twenty twenty. But, you know, it's easy for me to say, but I feel like you got closure as far as the guy that did that to you. And I think... I mean, in a way, would I, you I call never that really closure? thought about it that way. Back then, like, that thought of him being alive or not, like, I was still mad. It didn't matter I mean, you definitely would be mad. Like, That's what I'm asking. Why did all this happen? Well, so him being dead didn't give you any kind of... I mean, that was one way I used to help remind myself therapy when we were doing stuff was like remind myself like you're dead you've no say in any of this but again I think if you look at it that way okay so he's not dead he's not in jail he he's still in the streets I'm still finding a way you have to look at it as like you're not going to control my life like once you start to notice it and you do a self-reflection on yourself and think all this is happening because of this one particular person then you have to decide on your own and again this none of this is easy none of this is yeah, we're not simple, saying that, but yeah. you do you want that person to continue to destroy your life, or do you want to find a way to continue to heal and take back your life so they have no control? I think healing from that stuff and thriving is a good way to look at it and go, look, what you tried to break me and you tried to ruin me, and you said I couldn't do this without you and I couldn't have done this without you, and now you've already succeeded. You moved on to college, you moved on to jobs, you moved on to fighting, whatever you were into, like jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're now looking back and saying, I won. You're no longer affecting me. And trust me, when people do that kind of stuff, it's a power thing over somebody. Well, that's so what I'm saying. They're, they're leaving them. thrive is hurting them extremely bad because in their mind was like you couldn't do this without me you couldn't succeed in football without me you couldn't succeed in jiu-jitsu without me baseball whatever yeah but now you've shown them i didn't need you and you took their power away from them and gave yourself power well like what if it's your mom or your dad then you think there's you know your dna wise you have their same creepy fucking dna in you so does that mean, you know, that's like a permanent yeah, thing, I, bro. I still think that people in that situation do find they, I think forgiveness they in their heart or they're able to reconcile what happened to them and, and take good for what. I think anything reconcile comes, I think is a good word. Yeah, I don't think anything good comes out of that, but I do think that people can earn grit and learn how to cope. And if they do find therapy and they cope the right way I think it does make them stronger but I think if you bottle that up and you don't tell anybody and you don't talk and you harbor hate it's going to be a lonely world I think it is too and this this got super fucking dark out of nowhere shout out me for having these kind of questions about it questions you should sir I mean because of of where because of where I work and because of my experience in Jiu-Jitsu, Jake has the same thing. We deal with teenagers and teenage problems a lot of times. And I deal with mm, girls is the majority of the people that I work with, young girls. And 
the number one thing, obviously, for these girls that I deal with is sexual assault. So much so that I, I before working in this environment, what knew, obviously, there was sexual assault and, and things like that. We all know that. But I didn't know that it was as prevalent as it is and how much of it goes unreported and how much of it goes unfucking even acknowledged and it could be something as getting your ass grabbed in a in a yeah. that that could do something to you permanently and give you that that you could be triggered for the rest of your life because you were in a bar one day and you get your ass grabbed by some fucking creep and then you know you have a whole thing now you don't trust me I don't know what it, where it could go. You don't trust men. You're afraid of going out. You 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 you're like oh maybe I, then you do the self thing. Oh maybe I shouldn't have dressed like that. And then it, you start kind of blaming yourself. I can see that happening. Yeah, and how can you does. not hate that dude for randomly grabbing an ass? Listen, I'm 36. Never grabbed a random ass. No. Not one fucking time. No. So the person that does that, you have to. Why are yeah, you doing just, that? I mean, and that's what you can't. You can't take it on yourself because you didn't do it. You didn't. You're not that person. You're not that kind of person. A lot of it probably does come down to you trying to way to forgive yourself because you didn't do anything wrong to begin with. Definitely did. You start doubting the fact that you did. So I don't even like saying forgive yourself because you didn't do anything wrong to forgive. But no. Mentally, and the way you start to question everything is you are blaming yourself. So you do have to find a way to. You know, forgive those thoughts. Just the amount of anxiety you have to go through as a woman. I mean, you both have daughters. That you could raise them the greatest ever in the world and and teach them to respect themselves and just like you're doing and they're going to be smart and they're going to be strong and they're going to be independent and all that shit. And all it will take is one weirdo to grab an ass. And that's one of the... Or like approach them weird at the bar. Like, like, stand over and put their arm around them like randomly like just the little microaggression shit that I see and we can't control you that, can't obviously but the great thing about doing this podcast and all the social medias and we're breaking the stigma so that even if that happens hopefully they don't hold it in for 20 years and yeah, like, yeah. let that haunt them and then as we go hopefully people are starting to learn like why I'm, I'm, I'm not holding this in I don't need to hold this in I can tell somebody or I can talk to I mean, somebody about this yeah. Yeah. on the flip side maybe they step in and they see that and they address the situation because a lot of people won't address that but that's what I mean yeah. I haven't been in a bar forever but I mean I'm sure that that same guy that's out there he's still grabbing, grabbing ass his yeah. friends are probably not checking him yeah. saying what the fuck are you doing you know don't be a jerk but, you know they yeah. support that where that's a whole another. We've never situation. Luckily, we're lucky enough where the, our main group of friends, none of them are like that. So yeah, we but never I like even, that thought is that maybe this podcast we don't always say this is about healing. This is to help others see different viewpoints of mental health. And yeah, maybe somebody listening to this today has a friend and he's like, I never thought about this, and my friend does that. And I thought nothing of it. I hope that maybe though. next time he he's at the bar and he says something to him about it. Well, let me say, well, let me say it more clearly. If you have a friend, if you're a dude or a girl, but this is a mainly a dude thing, I feel like, and you have a, that's grabbing asses. I feel like if your friend is a creep, you're somewhere and for sure say something. You don't got to be violent or conf- super confrontational, but. For sure, interject and be like, dude, don't. What are you doing? Like, this isn't. Yeah, stop that. Or if you know, if there's even further, it goes worse than that and it's more than that. Like, 
I mean, step in there. Because it's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's life-changing actions. And I feel people... like that's never worked a day in their life. No one's ever got their ass grabbed and like, let's get out of here. No, but even if you look at, you know, I look at kids that are going off to college and, you know, you hear whispers about what goes on in school and you know they're on social media. And yeah. All it takes is one person, guy or girl, to get hammered drunk and all of a sudden there's a sexual assault case on. We used to do the uh, raising boys into men. Yeah. When I coached football, I we would that. bring in people to talk about how do you treat social media? How do you treat a relationship with respect? How do you communicate with somebody? What if somebody is verbally abusing or sexually abusing someone? Are you man enough to step in and that is a ground level type it, it of treatment is, that needs addressed nationwide. It's not know? whooping asses neither. They're not no, telling you to beat somebody up or be super just tough. Just speak up. Yeah, like for sure speak up. That's the great thing. To, you know, that starts in that, fifth grade. Yeah. You know? Yeah, treating you know men turning boys into men. He said, I, I don't. I've never been part of any of those, but it sounds like something that you know make these kids understand the the way you treat a person, the way you treat a female, the way you treat your friends. All this have consequences that are deeper and long-term than maybe they even realize. Yeah, it's, it's good for a laugh maybe that, you know, you hook up with a girl in high school and you tell everybody, well, now social media blares it out to everybody. It never goes away. Now this girl is labeled a slut and this yeah, kid is labeled that. a, you know, a king for that. And that's everlasting. You don't do The amount of trauma that could cause on a female, a young female. There's, it's unnecessary. Why would you do that? Beyond. And we didn't have that stuff growing up. And even know. if you get sexually abused now and somebody finds out. If somebody finds out at the school I teach that somebody's sexually abused. Yeah, they're going to say it. It's going to be all over. It's going to be on Snapchat, on Instagram, whatever platform they have. That person is going to have to. Which I feel. Then how do you tell that person not to hate that person? You just ruined my whole fucking life. Because for those kids, that's our life. So, like, we can't control... I can't control what happened to me. I can't control... People can't control the trauma they face. That trauma happens... You may have done nothing wrong at all, and you did exactly what you were supposed to, and you go through trauma. You still have to heal from that trauma. And a portion of healing, I think, is to find a way to... I, I don't even know. I don't know what to word reconcile. Reconcile is a decent word for that. To reconcile with that, so that those people, people, or person, do not control you anymore. Don't let them control you. I I don't know. I mean, I mean, we didn't really answer your question, but it, I mean, it resulted in us asking more questions, which I think no, I do think you makes have to find a way to reconcile. I mean, in my opinion, he feels that you, you have, have to reconcile. To. We there, need to... That hate cannot stay there. That You can't heal with a lot of hate inside you. You can't. And that was one of the biggest things I had to do was get rid of hate and negativity. I and think that's the hardest topic we talked about so far. Because to tell somebody for me not to hate that person, I don't know how I would do that. I'm People sure I'll it. get some backlash on this eventually. Sure. But you know, I still you... think it's a huge part of healing and trying to get the life that you want. I mean, did you ever watch an old World War II movie where they talk to a Holocaust survivor and they interview these people about how they maintain their composure in camp and never once do those survivors say a word about hatred towards Germans or the soldiers that prosecuted them or persecuted their families and killed. They never once speak of hate. And they were in a situation where they were 
degraded like dogs, and you never hear that from them, right? And that's some that's a case where I feel like you would hate Hitler and the regime, but they never say that type of thing. I mean, it's easy when they got the shit kicked out. I mean, that's not a part of closure. Yeah, they did this horrible thing, play. and then they got this. It resulted in Germany being literally almost wiped off the map. And yeah, but even leader. then, that that I mean, that was so much. close in time. You know, some of those people were so old. I don't know if. And we're looking at it in hindsight, too. At the time, there's nothing... I, I don't know if I even believe that they didn't hate the people that were dragging your kid out and doing God knows what, or the, the amount of torture they had to so, endure. There's no way they could say that. When we talk about healing, it, it, this isn't a one thing. Like, hey, I'm going to hate this guy forever or female forever. But I'm gonna heal too, and I'm gonna have a good. I'm gonna live the life I want. So you don't think that you could do both? I don't. That's pretty. Hate, like you said, like hate is hate is more powerful than happiness. Like what you hate, happiness is great because you're happy and whatever that that power can go on and on. But like we've said before, if you talk to somebody and they're negative and they're mad, your happiness is not gonna change them. They're going to go to the person that is also angry and upset about something and they're gonna attach to them and you're no longer of any interest to them. So you think healing healing out of spite isn't isn't as rewarding as just healing? Like I would do it out of out of spite and hate. Like, I hate this person so much. That could be your driving force to get started, but you eventually... You, you know, can't keep go. all that... I'm not saying... You can't let it go. That's not the word. I don't think... Like, what if it's your uncle, bro? It, you guys see this my fucking opinion, guy. And again, I don't... I'm only speaking from what I've experienced in my he situation. He does 18 months in jail. It, that'll be for... And he comes. Yeah, I mean, we once, once that person's on, I think this is a great topic for them to talk about. It'll get even heavier... And I think that will be a great guest to explain even more detail about it. But I still think that's going to be your thing. Is that? I I mean, that's the most curious. That's what I'm most curious to talk to her about. Is how do you feel about the the fucking the person that did all this? We'll find out. It'll be heavy. Because there's no doubt it'll be a heavy conversation. I'll be curious too to see if I'm right at all or not. I know that I don't think there's any right or wrong answer to this either. I I think whatever. I'd be curious to see if my thought process agrees with that thought process. Yeah. Because I don't necessarily know if. Not only because I've heard a speech and there's comments were made along the way. Because I fucking hate that. I, I, I don't know how I couldn't. Especially sexual assault. Because again, it. It has to. Now we we she said trauma never really goes away because that's the truth. It doesn't know it's still there. So you're always in this battle. I think it would be a thousand times worse in in that kind of situation because you constantly are reminded. Half the population are men, half the population are women. If a man or woman assaulted you, whatever, I mean, you literally have to have interactions with the same type of person that did this to you and have like romantic you know a lot of people want to have a be in a relationship and have a family or or whatever that family looks like they want to have it moving forward and how do you have a healthy 
relationship after something like that. Now, it definitely happens. They have helped. It, they do. I'm just curious to know... How? It's the same thing that we talk about the entire time. every week. I, I mean, I can't answer that portion. I honestly don't know specifically. Well, we're just pontificating. Kind of right? I do think that there's a time you do reconcile with it because it's the only way you can think people, stuff. I think people also say stuff to sound good. Like, it sounds good. Yeah, I don't hate him anymore. But I, I've had some people message me, and I will go off this, and this is more of a physical assaults too like domestic violence stuff and that they've made those comments along the way it's like I, I can't hate somebody forever because how do I overcome it if I just keep hating and I think it all comes back to all of the healing the therapy the writing the everything we talked about last week and that outline we did that yeah. all comes into play with this and how you heal from it Shit's intense, dude. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's mental health is definitely intense. Well, hopefully, we can expound on this when we have that guest. And I guess we're talking about that we don't want to, we don't know exactly what day she's coming, but she was involved in a situation that we'd like her to explain. The only reason we're talking about it in generalities is it's not our story to tell, but there was. A situation similar to what we're talking about and you know we're gonna leave it up to her to do it but we have questions obviously because you know I just don't know and and especially being young so you have to leave I think it's easier for old older people to forgive also I don't know I, I don't you know, know you're pretty much at grips with your own shit by the time you're sure 70 it's... Yeah, but I'm sure it's not as easy as you think to heal. I didn't say it was easy, but I said it's easier than maybe someone just starting their life off at 17 or 18 or 19. You know. Could be. Because you're fucking who that? Well, you're far from 19, so I'm obviously (laughs) not asking. No, but I'm saying, like, even if you're at a certain age, now you've lived your life a certain way, and then all of a sudden now it's upside down after so many years, and it could affect so many things in your life, so maybe it's... I don't know. Well, we're gonna move off that topic, not because it's. I just think when we have that uh, guest yeah. here, hopefully soon, and you know, come up with the name here soon for it. We will. Well, I we'll move on to the next thing, but to answer a lot more and a lot more detail, and it'll give us a. It'll actually give us all a lot of. Yes, knowledge then. Well, as a palate cleanser, um, people, listeners are. are are you aware that Tony gets his hair cut every single Tuesday? Which I just found out today. Every Tuesday, bro. Isn't that fucking... Like he's... like he's, fresh. Like he's in the 50s or something. <laughs> fresh. And I was like, how much is your hair cut? He's 10 bucks. I'm like, 10 bucks? He has the... This is from a flashback haircut place. They have the thing outside. The barber thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. That's hilarious. The With best. a straight razor. Yeah, it's the best. So, go. moving forward, but that's hilarious. I found that hilarious. Um, moving forward, we're going to have that guest on, obviously. We're going to meet with the psychiatrist that treated Tony and still continues to treat Tony, right? Or no? Yeah, I mean, I and think... Talk to you do a lot of work her. for her, too. Mm-hmm. Like, giving yep. speeches. Speeches and, and shit like that. And um, yeah. we're going to meet with her... 
I'm gonna do. We're gonna meet with her first, and then if she wants to do sessions with us, I told her we would do it. I got some baggage. Me and I'll tell you that right now. Me and uh, (laughs) Jake. He has baggage. I might have baggage. I don't know. So I don't know. Ready to unload on me? (laughs) You'll leave crying. Hugging people, be so, a I, we don't know how that's gonna work, but we're we want to break the stigma of. I think there's some people that are apprehensive about seeing a yeah, counseling, absolutely, yeah, because of the negative connotations, and um, you don't want to be deemed crazy. Crazy people go to see it, and we're just trying to show. I mean, we very well could be fucking crazy. I mean, I don't know, but we're trying to show that anybody. It's not a scary situation that it's something that Tony takes super, super serious. He constantly says that that was an intricate part of him healing and being able to do what he's doing today, right? Yeah. When you said it? Huge. And, I'm um, convinced that it's one of the major things in it. He says it's consistency good. with it. That's consistency with everything with this, but. Well, the more people I talk to, it's hard to find a. Um, like you lucked out with being one and done. The general consensus of people I talk to, they go through twenty. Oh, no, that I know I've heard the same thing. So I hear that a lot from people who say you are extremely lucky to who ha- have who you had because lots of people go through multiple different times. Before. And for sure do that too. Like if you're if you're not vibing with the person, for sure get another one because you're just wasting time at that point, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, uh, and that was one of the things that was said after my first or second session that was, hey, well, I'll be straight up with you that I, I will go a few sessions and if it's not connecting on her end also, yeah, she said I will refer you to somebody else. So a good psychologist knew, should know that like, hey, maybe not everybody or a good therapist or a good counselor Maybe I'm not gonna vibe with everybody. Yeah, and that's just good self awareness. And not like your friend. You don't need to be friends, no. but it needs to be somebody that we should do a podcast and have. What do you do when you're looking? For, how do you know you found the right therapist? Like what? What there has to be some sort of sign, wouldn't you say? I don't know. I kept going back. What do you do <laughs> if your therapist is hot? By the way, how do you? What do you do about that? I don't know. Something. You think you're going to be know. open? You think you're going to be super open? If some, yeah, I don't know. You're going to talk about like crying and shit to this lady that's or fellow that... Maybe. I mean, I hope you would, but that has to play a part in it, don't you think? Are you going to be as open to a... I don't know. So you don't have an opinion I don't, on this? I don't have an opinion. I, I mean... You don't like I, people. I don't know. What's you're that? not looking for love. It, this is, it's Valentine's Day today, sir. <laughs> I think this is a valid question. It is valid. I don't know though. I have no clue. So you just go. If you're not comfortable days. talking to him, then you can't be. You can't get it to him because it's not going to work. I mean, that's as simple as that. If you go in there and you can't talk to whoever you're with, then it's it's not going to work. You have to be to open up, be vulnerable. So do you think that plays a part in it? Them being. So if George Clooney's over there, he winks at you when you walk in. I don't know. Maybe. Nothing. Maybe they like it. Maybe that. Maybe they'll connect more. That will motivate you. you think? I could. Something's got to go on. Listen, if George is in there, I got to be like, look, George, you're too dreamy, bro. I don't know. I got to go. You got to get out of here. 
We'll give oh your, my. We'll give your socials. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Give your social medias. Look how uncomfortable Tone is talking about that. Shit. I just don't know how to answer it. Why, right, right, right. It's you Valentine's Day. It's you Valentine's Day, dude. We gotta, you haven't had your, your heart stone. He man. refused to take a heart, by the way. He's an anti-sugar. He wouldn't take a Reese's no, heart. I'm not taking it. Once you have one, then it's back to the beginning. Not doing it. You just wake up and pull donuts. Nope. No, I don't do sugar anymore. No, I'm saying if you relapse, dude. Yeah, you can't relapse on sugar. You just wake up. Yeah, waste of time these last two months. All right, well, what's your socials, dude? Instagram behind the badge zero zero two, Facebook badge Tony, Facebook group behind the badge of demons within, the Twitter behind the badge five, and the email is behind the badge. Zero zero two at yahoo.com. Blue Line Coffee. Get your Blue Line Coffee. What else you got? Blue Line Roasting Company. Got Red Con One. I just ordered that. You're going to love it. What did I get? Total War? You probably did. I got a t shirt. Total War, you got a t shirt. And I got a shaker cup. Yeah. To me, it's the, it's hands down the best stuff. If you look for supplements, I got all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. There's $50. I mean, I'm coffee only, and I still get to have the Blue Line Coffees. That's because Tim's a hater. Tone's ke- literally keeping the blue line to himself. He won't share it. It's insane. We're almost out of it, too. It's almost the end of it. Um, Reps for Vets, did you Reps talk about Reps for Vets, them? also a great company. Looking for great shirts. I mean, they're doing great. Some of the portions of their sales go back into mental health also. Yeah. Veteran-owned. Same with Redcorn One. Same thing. Isn't, um... Somebody's doing something. My wife just signed up for... 22 twos or something, 22 veterans kill themselves a day or something. That's, that's the, yeah, but what is But there's some kind of event happening. I gotta oh, ask There's her. a lot of different events. That She's, she stuff. just joined. They have like 22 push-ups a day. It might be that. Different things like that. She's doing something for vets. I don't know. To put it out here next time, next podcast, put it out there. Well, you know what else we should have did on Valentine's I forgot it was Valentine's Day till the end, but we should have did like a town dating game. Put him up there, because <laughs> they never get to see him. We got to figure out a way to hook him up with a nice young lady. I'm good. No, no, you're all right. That's ridiculous. All right. Well, thanks. We'll see you in next week. Um, hopefully, we'll have a new guest. Shout out their surprise guest. You just you got a song for him before we go, or a book, either one, or one and one. Just bought the book, Educated. Educated? Yes. What's that about? I'm not sure yet, but... We'll uh, find out. Your wife actually told me to read it. Okay. It's about a girl that educated herself from the age of 12 and ended up with a scholarship to Cambridge. Oh. Overcome the odds. That sounds like I would throw myself off a bridge. <laughs> um, song? You get a song? Crooked Teeth by Zach Bryan. Crooked, Crooked Teeth by Zach Bryan. Town, you got one? Shoe, he said metal. Metallica last time. Sweet and Sour Chris. I gotta, he just went straight Metallica. That's two edits I gotta do today. What was the one I sent you last week? Um, CCR. Oh, CCR. Yeah, he was driving around listening to CCR. What was it though? Probably gonna wait to one of your 40 haircuts a month, dude. <laughs> Alright. Hey, how was the, did you finish the other book though? Which other book? Wim Hof Method. Yeah. Yep. I've been, this is week four of cold showers every morning. I saw. I did snow angels the other day. Yeah, I saw that the other day. It didn't phase me for one second. You should do. You should do the mount. What mountain does he climb? Wim Hof? I don't know, but I'll run a mount tomorrow in just shorts. You're hard for that. 
All right. You have cold showers to start every morning off. I don't know if I could do cold showers when being playing. I do. I did start that a few weeks ago, actually. You started doing uh, cold showers. I do like half of it's regular showers. Yeah, you have my to. My last yes. half, whenever I'm like shaving yep. my face or something, then I all cold. Look how he slid in his face at the end, dude. It's amazing. What? Why are you shaving yeah. your face in the shower, dude? I shave for work. So you do it in the shower. Yeah. We learned all kind of stuff about town tonight. <laughs> Valentine's Day, right? Did you talk about the chest shave? No. no. All right. We'll see you next week. We learned a little bit about tone. And um, make sure you comment, rate, review, and all that kind of great stuff that helps us get found. And uh, we'll see you later.